Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Good morning, Paige. Good morning. Uh, so today's episode is about habit stacking. So Paige, what's a, what is habit stacking? Habit stacking is um, when you take a habit or a behavior that you already do every day and you stack or you, yeah, you stack a habit, a desired habit or behavior to that already established. So like if you make coffee every morning, but you want to add like doing exercises or yeah, exercising when you brew your coffee in the morning you do jumping jacks or you right. like, yeah. Right. So you put them together, right? You put them together. Um, um, and so um, how can this um, help people who are neurodiverse? Um, so when I was researching habit stacking, these, this thing called the spoon theory was mentioned a lot. And I've never heard of this theory, but really, so I find never, that shocking. I mean, like, like I've heard of like, I don't know. I don't know. It's very, uh, maybe I have mental health awareness, like, like your whole generation kind of oh, thing. Anyway, oh, go on. I'm glad you learned about it. Um, Maybe I have heard about it and I just didn't know the name. But basically what it is, is everyone has wakes up with a certain amount of quote unquote spoons mm -hmm. and these spoons are like energy um, and obvious and like the more like the daily tasks and like things and activities deplete your spoons naturally people who are neurotypical have more spoons and is more spoons than people who are neurodiverse. And for people who are neurodiverse doing the, we start off with less spoons. So doing everyday activities that aren't just natural things that we just like aren't habits and everything deplete the spoons even more because it takes more energy to do. Um, so, um, the way to like help with this spoon thing is habit stacking. The, the two go hand in hand. So I just want to like put in like when, um, there's actually like a measurable amount of energy that everybody has, um, in their frontal lobe, which is where all executive functions are, right? Which is um, really important to like planning and prioritizing and remembering and all that stuff, right? Um, but if you're not doing habits, you're right. And you're consciously using, or you have to use your executive function skills to get done things that could be habits, then you're depleting that energy where you don't need to deplete the energy right so it is an actual like more than just like this like 
like the, the spoon theory is great to like think about it. Like I definitely have a client who's like, I wake up every day with eight spoons. And before I do something, I think how many spoons will this cost me? Um, which makes sense. Right. But it is literally like an actual measurable amount of energy that people have seen under, um, under different kinds of imaging testing that, that they've done in studies. So it's, it's literal energy, right. That you're yes. depleting. Yes. Go on. Okay. So habits don't, once you form a habit, you don't take much thought because it's just automatic. So um, when you, so the idea that building habits and routines for everyday things will become like automatic, it will save you spoons or because you're not like depleting or energy, whatever you want to call it. Um, So had the thing that I like researched on gave a bunch of like tips on how to build habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you first you evaluate your current habits. If they're like not good habits or like healthy habits, you should probably reevaluate the habits that you want to, you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you start with, and if you want to do a new habit, you start with something small something achievable don't be like something huge like I want to get my PhD like you can start you can but like start small I would even say like even not as big as I have clients that are like I want to change like how I start my day so from now on I'm gonna like wake up at 5am and I'm going to exercise and then I'm going to like make my bed and clean up my house and then I'll get ready for work and then I'll go to work. And that, that happens like once, um, maybe for a week, right? Like that's not that that's even that's too much. Right. So it really is this idea of like, I know when we had, um, Lauren Hajan, um, she talked about the atomic habits book. Um, and so I would definitely say like, that's an excellent book. Cause the book really talks about just doing teeny tiny, like 1% changes. Right. So we're talking like, maybe you just add the exercise. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what else? Um, it says to use habit stacking. So like we already explained the whole habit stacking thing. Um, Track and reward your successes because, you know, when you get rewarded, you want to do it more. Mm -hmm. Um, Use reminders to do your habits. So like a reminder app, or you could write it on a sticky note and leave them everywhere. You could. Um, You could do it with somebody. Yes, doing it with somebody is, right? I mean, because a lot of my clients are more likely to do something because they told a friend or a family member that they would do it with them, right? So I have a client who just quit smoking and he did it with a friend of other clients who, you know, started exercise routines and they did it with their significant other, Um. I also have clients like as far as like tracking it, I have clients that usually um, 
use some kind of like big printed wall calendar. So if they did the exercise, they'll like put a sticker on it or they'll, um, Goal charts still work even if you're an adult, um, right? So they'll put a sticker on it or they might put a check mark on it or a little happy face or whatever it is that gives them a little dopamine hit when they put it on there. I'm telling you, like, it's amazing how much the power of not breaking the chain of the like sticker or the smiley face that you have on there is once you have like four or five on there. So once you've done it for four or five days and you see like, oh, look how good it's going. You don't want to have a blank square on your calendar. Like that's really motivating for my clients. I don't know <laughs> why, but it really, really is. Um, so like I would say, like if you're tracking it, you got to be tracking it with like something that's really visual or something that other people can see. You got to make like some external accountability, which is why doing it with somebody is super helpful. What else? Um, says to um, assess your set, your setbacks with your new habit mm -hmm. and know that there will be setbacks. Backslide is normal. Yes. Slide is normal. Don't beat um, yourself up. Yeah. Even if there's one missing square on your calendar, it's okay. Mm -hmm. um, ask for help if you need it. And then be patient. Setbacks are normal and it's unrealistic to expect things to stick 100% of the time. Don't beat yourself up over it if you... Right. So like, if you miss one thing, how long do you think it takes to form a habit? I think it takes like a month, doesn't it? I mean, that's what they say, right? 28 days. But, um, um, that's I've actually not heard true. that it takes anywhere from actually three months to six months. Yeah. Cause when I for did people who are neurodiverse, when I did the, the, um, the app challenge thing toward the end, I got sick. So I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't feel good. I don't want to do crunches. And so I didn't do it for like two or three days. And then I just like stopped doing it because it been, and it was almost like nearly a month. Right. So. Right. I mean, and there are definitely some time, like if you're, if the habit you're being, trying to form is exercise, there are definitely good times to not do it. Right. When you have a fever. You should not be doing crunches. No. Fair enough. Right. But like, I have a lot of clients who will like still do something, even like, um, they'll do something littler. Right. So, like, I have a client who, um, definitely has gone from like being a guy who is like, I want to work out. And now he considers him like a guy who works out on a regular basis. Oh. Right. Um, but he hurt his back doing something else. He was doing like yard work or something and hurt his back. Um, and so, so that he didn't mess up the like training that he had done from his brain to exercise. He's now doing like a different form of exercise. That's a little less that won't hurt his back to as a placeholder right and i think that's fair to do in certain situations um to to help you remember because you know habits are really hard to 
to form sometimes, especially if there's stuff that you view as like boring, right? So you got to find a way to not make it boring, but they get thrown off for all kinds of reasons. So they get thrown off if like you're sick or um, those little negative things of like, oh, I'm really tired. I'm just not going to get up this one day to exercise or whatever it is. Right. And then, oh, look, like nothing bad happened. Maybe it's okay if I don't get up again. Right. And then it grows. Then it's like, oh, I haven't worked out in three months. Right. So um, I think having some kind of accountability helps against that. But I think also like keeping in mind the bigger goal, right? You're not going to get to, you know, if the goal is at the end of the month, I can do, I don't know how many crunches it is, but um, at the end of that 30 day ad, cause I just do my own workout thing. Um, right. But like, you're not going to meet that goal if you take off, you know, more days than it says to take off. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or that also really gets thrown off. Um, when you go on vacation and you come back and you have to put all your habits back in place because we live very differently when we go on vacations than when we don't. So some of my clients who have learned this repeatedly throughout their life will now make sure that they still do most of whatever is routine habits for them to do, even on vacation. And I do that too. When we went out, when we went on vacation this summer, I exercised, right? Because if I didn't, then the the habit would be gone, right? And it was important for me, for the habit not to be gone, because I know my brain works better when I exercise. Um. So, um, I also think that habits form better when you are doing exactly habit stacking, right? So you have to find that one habit that you do have that's already 100%, we'll move down 100%, 90% um, that you do every day and then build from that habit, right? So that habit could just be like, I brush my teeth every morning or I make coffee every morning or I, um, you know, I always do... X, right? Um, whatever X is for you that is consistent is where you start to have it stack from. So um why would you have it stack page? Because it helps create it it makes it easier to create a new habit if you stack it on something that's already established. Then starting like from scratch and like trying to like motivate yourself just to do that one thing without like surrounding it with things that you already do. Mm -hmm. Um, You have more energy to like do other stuff if you're not wasting all of your energy doing things that you want to do or the things that you like. Do you just think about Right. So <clears throat> if you're not thinking about it, right. And they're, you're just doing them. Then right? it doesn't create use up as much energy. Use up stuff. Um, but like in general, like why would people want to create habits? Like, yes, it's going to use, it's going to help you use less energy. That's great. But like, what else is it going to do for you? 
makes you more productive, right? Perhaps. I mean, for a lot of my clients, the stuff that they're wanting to create as habits isn't so that they're more productive. I mean, sometimes it is like I need a system or a habit for checking my email at work that well. But usually that's not what clients are bringing to me to have it to habit stack, right? They're bringing like, I want to eat healthier. I want to exercise more. I want to like have a cleaner home, right? So like, what's the benefit of all those things? I mean, those are all self-care. You have like a better thought process and a like healthier mental health. Yeah. That's all mental health, right? Self-care is all going to contribute to your mental health. So if your mental health is better, how does that help you overall in the bigger picture? Um, it You're a happier person. You're a happier person. Yeah, right? You're a happier person. Stuff is always better. If you're going to work and you're happy, you're going to have a better work day. You're going to have better relationships with people. You're going to have... Right. It's all it's all connected. Right. You go to work and like you barely got there on time because you have no routines in the morning and no habits. And you're in a bad mood because you had to rush. That's you're not going to have a great day at work. Right. And you're not going to have a great relationship with your coworkers because nobody wants to be around somebody who's grumpy, <laughs> even at work. Even if you're not complaining, like you still give off, you know grumpy vibes. Nobody wants that. Um, right. So habit stacking specifically around stuff. That's all, you know, that's almost always what my clients are bringing me is that their habits are around self-care items, right. Which make us make our brains work better. Mm -hmm. Right. Which makes us happier. Yes. So what else do you have? Um, have I have the the two outcomes and the three hacks okay <laughs> um so I mean we sort of talked about some yeah Right. Do you so have stuff to say about habits. Sure. Right. I mean, so we talked about like start small, keep it simple, ask for help, right? Or agree to form a habit with somebody else. Right. I think the harder thing for people who are neurodiverse is to remember why they're doing it. Right. So um I have one client that uses an app called Randomly Remind Me. So her app randomly, I think it was probably originally developed for like telling people to like drink more water um, and you should drink more water. And if that's a habit you want to develop, then that's great. Um, but if the, you're working on a bigger habit and it's going to take, you know, a while and you need to build up the steps reminding yourself of that bigger habit might be really good right she was also she was using it because she was writing a book right so her um 
reminders would say things like, you know, keep in mind your ideal book purchaser, right? Or um, remember how, you know, your book could improve the quality of their life, right? Um, So remembering what your bigger goal is. So whether that's like, it could be lots of things, right? So I also have clients that like write on their mirrors with dry erase markers to remind themselves something. So every time they are in their bathroom, they see it. Or um, sometimes it's written in their, um, on their like wall calendar, or sometimes what else have had clients do? Um, and one client that used to like write it on a piece of paper, but then he took a picture of that paper and made that picture the background to his cell phone. So every time he picked up his cell phone, um, the background would be whatever it was that he was working on. Um, or um, I have another client that used to do that too, but he had like a mantra that he would say to himself, but the mantra also came up on his phone as well. Right. So what is it that you're working towards or how will it improve your life overall? Cause I think it's really easy to fall out of habit. And if nothing bad habit happens in that little space, right. Then, then it's really easy to lose your footing. Right. Um, what habits are you working on? Um, I want to start doing that weighted hula hoop thing again and like doing exercise again. This morning I was supposed to get up at 6.30. I set an alarm and everything and I got got out, out of my bed to turn off my alarm. But it was cold and I was still in, like in my bed. I just like lean over to the end of my bed and I like less rested my head on my pillow for just a second. And before I knew it, it was eight 30. I was like, Oh, you were supposed to get up. You were supposed to do things. I could have the downstairs bathroom and the area that you're in all vacuumed and clean. Yeah. And you could have worked out. Yeah. So sad. Yeah right so so where's the habit that needs to be formed first it isn't the getting uh it isn't the exercise it's the alarm it's the alarm it's the alarm or where the alarm's kept so sometimes that's the like simplest easiest step is that you need to change the alarm that's getting you up in this specific case it might be something else for somebody else right but like right so like there are a ridiculous amount of alarm apps <laughs> that make you do like different things to really make you get up oh, right like i've done that and i've had math ones set up like kind of difficult so it'll ask me what's 23 times 54 i was like it is five o'clock in the morning i don't know what 23 <laughs> times 54 is i don't know that when it's seven o'clock in the morning or <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning so I said yeah, it to something easier like two plus three <laughs> <laughs> I know that you need to go that easy but um there are also apps that like make you scan like a um a barcode sure. right so you gotta really like 
play honest and make sure it's not a bar card you have right next to your bed, right? Um, or um, there are ones that also use GPS and it makes you go to like a specific part of your house. So you set the alarm like to go off like when you're in the kitchen. So you have to like get up and go into your kitchen and then the alarm will go off. Um there's ones that just make you do not math problems, but puzzles, puzzles. which might be, and, and like, I wouldn't want to do math first thing in the morning, but yeah. I'll do yeah. like a, a maze or, or, you know, some kind of puzzle. That would be right. Right. So it's the, like the first step of that process is actually like the getting up. So once you can get up consistently, then you can like add a second step. Right. Maybe we'll do an update to see how you're doing. Um, uh, uh, Are there other habits? Or is it just the exercise? Like that's the goal. uh, Exercise is where you want to get It's just the goal. Awesome. Exercise is good. I don't have a very well put together morning. I mean, like there are things that I do every morning, but they are not in like a specific order. Mm. I have trouble getting up a lot. Yeah. Lots of people. I like to stay in bed. Yeah. Where it's warm. Yeah. Maybe it, I should close my windows. Yeah, so that, that cold. Yeah, that might help. <laughs> that might be step one. Um and we're definitely moving into winter, so um so yeah. We are recording this in October, though, and this episode doesn't come out till like mid-November. So don't think that she has her windows open in mid-November because I she don't. doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah. So, gee, it it strength. Maybe, maybe you know somebody that can help you maybe. learn to do that, you know, <laughs> that works with your brain. Um, awesome. If there's no other thoughts, you can say goodbye. Otherwise, pop in your thoughts. I don't think so. Okay. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at thendtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to the neurodiverse toolbox.net podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox.